this is one of the most fun nights, fun two nights, just nights of, of straight up happiness in a while for the Vancouver Canucks. Yes, I'm a little bit sick. You're going to have to bear with me tonight because the Vancouver Canucks go out, shut out the LA Kings in Bruce Boudreaux's debut as a Canucks head coach. Hours after we get our first taste of him on the podium, after we get some talking from Francesco Accolini, from Stan Smeal, all around, just a phenomenal night, a phenomenal day. Everything is looking good. At Look, the Canucks are still 9-15. and 15. Let's not get ahead of ourselves, but man, what a fun, different whole vibe that everyone is feeling right now. Everyone's having fun. A fun hockey game. Already some clear changes being seen within this team. And uh, we're just getting started, folks. Uh, dare I say run the table? Look, it's so unlikely, but man, it would be, it's, it, we're going to have fun regardless. Wow. What a fun, fun hockey game. Canucks four, Kings zero at Rogers Arena. Thatcher Demko's second career regular season shutout. Brock Besser breaks a 13 game goalless drought. We get an Elias Pettersson penalty shot that didn't go so well, but alas, we have JT Miller with a 97 mile an hour rocket. Just all around a phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal game. Let's break it down. We're going to go over the recap. We're going to go over my thoughts, your thoughts, all of the above. And then, by the way, if you guys want to talk Travis Green, you guys want to talk Jim Benning, you guys want to talk Bruce Boudreaux and the future of the Canucks organization, make sure you join us 10.15 p.m. Canucks After Dark tonight. We are going about 45 minutes here. We're taking you directly in to Canucks After Dark at 10.15. It is going to be a ton of fun, and I hope you guys follow me over there. <clears throat> All right, let's break it down. It's Thatcher Demko. It's Cal Peterson here at Rogers Arena. And uh, the first period, pretty pretty low-key, uh, honestly. Uh, quite, a, quite a quick first period. Um, shots were 12-11 for Vancouver, but really only one like grade-A chance on either side, and it was for L.A., uh, kind of a mishap. Tyler Mott tried to hold the line. He tips it past Pullman. Adrian Kempe comes in alone on Thatcher Demko, uh, who made a really good right pad save. Honestly, the first period, that's all that I care about that happened. Second period, Canucks go to an early power play, just a couple minutes into the second period, and it is a feed from Tanner Pearson down low into the slot. Brock Besser just lets a quick shot go. Doesn't wait, doesn't hesitate, just fires a quick shot, and it goes in. It goes off the skate of Doughty, sure, but hey, you put pucks on net. If you're a goal scorer, you make your own luck. Things go good if you put pucks on net so he puts it off the skate of Doughty it goes past Cal Peterson Bruce Boudreaux's a hero Brock Besser's goal of streak is over 14 game slump or whatever it was and it's one nothing Vancouver uh, moments later Arvidsson with a great chance for the Kings he cuts to the middle of the ice Thatcher Demko phenomenal save here keeps the team up by a goal and then seconds after that the Canucks offense keeps buzzing <clears throat> excuse me Elias Pettersson Plays it down to Garland. He goes over to Pod Colson. His shot misses the net. Or did it? Was this an elite bank pass? You'll never know. It goes wide. The rebound comes on the other side. Sits basically right in the crease. Connor Garland, who instead of skating around the net, he stopped, went, smacked the puck in. And the Canucks are up 2 to nothing. just six minutes into the second period. Just seconds after that, then we have Yuho Lamico trying to get on the action. I didn't have him on my bingo card of people to show up offensively under Bruce Boudreaux, but he comes out and he ends up all by himself in the slot and rips one off the post. A solid shot. Beats Peterson. Doesn't beat the post. Uh, the Canucks end up back on the power play late in the second period. Pedersen has a ton of shot chances. 
kept passing up. This was the one sort of downside of this game. Elias Patterson on this one power play just kept like passing up shot opportunities. Uh, we'll talk about that more a little bit later, but it was a dangerous power play. Anyways, I'm going to take a fisherman's friend because this is going to be a long night. Eight minutes to play. Alexia follows sprung on a breakaway during a Canucks change. Thatcher Demko stays with him. Another big save. Canucks have a penalty kill late in the second period. And I want to talk about this one penalty kill a little bit. This penalty kill was so aggressive. We had Tyler Mott flying around hitting people. We had like a bunch of stuff going on. We have Elias Patterson on the penalty kill. And then he ends up winning a battle. He ends up going on a breakaway. He gets hooked. He gets a penalty shot. First game, basically, for Elias Pettersson on the penalty kill. And he's out here drawing penalty shots. I love it. Sure, he goes on the penalty shot. He makes the goalie move a little bit over. He has the opening on the right side. And he just misses it. Unfortunate. But, you know, hey, still a good try. Still uh, still drew a penalty shot. We take those. Um we get another penalty kill for the Canucks really late. Uh, Pearson sort of wrapped up Kopitar. Uh, even more aggressive here. We have Elias Pettersson clearing the zone. We have like a diving poke check out of the zone, I think, by Dickinson. We have Tyler Mott hitting people. Just happiness. I loved, I loved all of it. Third period. Uh, this penalty had carried over. We have Horvat and Dickinson with a couple of shorthanded chances to start this period. I don't know what is going on. We have a Tanner Pearson breakaway three minutes into the third period. Canucks go back to the power play about five minutes in. The Kings are all over them. Canucks get nothing going on this power play. Takes like a minute for them to get into the zone. They get no shots. And then right after the penalty ends, Chason makes a hit in the corner. Puck comes to Lamico, and Yuho Lamico rips it past Cal Peterson. 3-0 Vancouver. It's his first in a Canucks uniform. And, uh, I mean, Jim Benning won that trade, right? Um, then the Canucks go back to the power play. Seven minutes to play. You have Oliver, Oliver, sorry, this is kind of choking me up here. Canucks on the power play, seven minutes to play. Oliver Ekman Larson took a stick to the face. And then we have Brock Besser at the point, feeding it over to JT Miller in Elias Pettersson's wheelhouse. And JT Miller, 97 mile an hour rocket just inside the far post. Just, just perfection. Chef's kiss. Absolutely to that one. Seven minutes later. Seven minutes later, a standing ovation. The Vancouver Canucks win. It's Thatcher Damco's second career shutout. Bruce Boudreaux is 1-0 as coach of the Vancouver Canucks. Best record all time as a Canucks coach, officially. And uh, I don't have a lot to complain about here. This was a fun game. This is a game the Canucks looked really engaged in. They looked aggressive. Sure, you can look at like, the shot count and be like, oh, it was pretty even, but... The entire vibe around the effort level of the team, the aggressiveness of the team, completely changed. They were they were quick on pucks. They were hitting people. They were trying to cause turnovers. It was working. It was an excellent game. Let's go pluses, minuses. You know what? Let's start with minuses because I want to do all the pluses at once. Two minuses in this game. Looks like Chaseong got hurt late. Um maybe like a head or a neck issue. Um, not ideal, uh, in that case, but hopefully he's all right. Uh, and Elias Pettersson did not score on his penalty shot. That's my other minus. Those are my two minuses. Those are the two downsides of this hockey game on the plus sides. We get a Brock Besser goal. Love that for him. He needed, he needed something to get through. You saw this. I don't know if you guys saw it, but they showed the, the highlight, the replay, and the raw 
joy smile on Brock Besser's face said it all. Like he was laughing. He was so stoked. Uh, so that's a big plus. Another plus, this was just a fun hockey game. Straight up. Uh, third plus, Thatcher, Demko, shutout. Like I said, second regular season shutout of his career. And he was just excellent tonight. He has been excellent all season. But tonight, he was also absolutely excellent. Uh, a couple of really big saves. Uh, most of them sort of moving laterally. A couple of glove saves. Excellent night for Thatcher Demko. Um, the power, uh, the penalty kill. I don't know what the, how many power plays did, did LA get. They only got two. They only got two penalties or two power plays. But 0 for 2. The Canucks killed both penalties in this game. And they killed them well. We had Elias Pettersson. Bo Horvat, Vasily Podkolzin, all getting power uh, penalty killing time, all looking good with it. We have we had Jason Dickinson looking good. Uh, the penalty kill as a whole looked so much more dynamic. And uh, the Canucks went two for four on the power play tonight. So the Canucks, a net plus two at special teams in this game, uh, which is absolutely huge. And I do want to give a shout out. Hits in this game, 31-17 in favor of the Canucks. The Canucks were just more physical. They were more active. They're more dynamic. We have five shots from Bo Horvat in this game. Six shots from Tanner Pearson, uh, which is kind of crazy. Um, but all in all, a, a really good game. And I do want to I do want to note, no forward played more than 19 minutes tonight. Uh, and I, with the Canucks leading, Bruce Boudreaux kind of was rolling lines quite a bit here. Uh, lowest ice times were Lamico and Mott at about 10 minutes apiece. Everyone else was sort of in the, other than Chase on, everyone was sort of in the 14 to 18 minute range. No one like playing 22 minutes. The only person who played a lot of ice time tonight was Quinn Hughes on the defensive side. Every single defenseman played in this was in the 17 minutes. So Shen was 17, 11, Pullen was 17, 20, Ekman Larson was 17, 24, Hamnick was 17, 35, Myers was 18, 42, and Quinn Hughes was 26, 12. So he's played it like eight minutes more than everyone else. A lot of that is power play. He was the only defenseman that played on the power play tonight. He played five and a half minutes at the, on the power play. Uh, Ekman Larson played 37 seconds. Myers played, Myers played 25. So uh, Quinn Hughes just getting a getting a shine, getting to play some hockey. Uh, and uh, Bruce Boudreaux said during his availability today, he said, "Look, uh, every game is like a playoff game for us from here on out. If we need to play a guy 30 minutes, we're going to play a guy 30 minutes." And that is what they did. Uh, and I do want to note expected goals in this one. Like I like I mentioned, the the shots were pretty even. Expected goals though, 3.1 to 1.7 in favor of the Canucks. So they were sort of the, the dominant team tonight. Uh, high danger chances were 14 to four in favor of the Canucks. Overall scoring chances, 38 to 23. Uh, it was a game the Canucks just outplayed their opposition and uh, they deserved this win and they got the win. And uh, I mean, let's hold on. Before we get too far ahead of ourselves, you know, where does this leave the Canucks? If we look at the Pacific Division, they have now tied Seattle in points. Seattle got dummied by the Pittsburgh Penguins tonight. I think it was 6-1, to one, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they lost 6-1 to the Penguins. Uh, so that's fine. Uh, the Canucks are still eight points out of a playoff spot, right? They're, they've got a ways to go. However, Bruce Boudreaux was kind of selling me in his press conference today. He was saying like, hey, well, you know, if, if, every, if we just win more games than we lose every week, we'll eventually catch up, right? If we go 2-1 and one this week and then three and two the next week or two and one or whatever. And just, just keep doing that forever. Eventually you're four points back. Eventually you're two points back and it gets a lot easier. So the Vancouver Canucks play the Boston Bruins Wednesday night at 6 PM. That's going to be a real tough test. It is at home. 
uh, and it is against a a very tough Bruins team that beat the Canucks 3-2 uh, just a week ago. So if the Canucks can come out and put on a good show against Boston, I'm not going to say it, but it makes things a little more interesting. That's for sure. Um, and hey, if the Canucks do somehow pull this off, then uh, Bruce Boudreaux will win the Jack Adams. And you know what? I might put some money on that later. I might put some money on Bruce Boudreaux winning the Jack Adams because that would be a funny bet. And if the Canucks, like I said, if the Canucks do win 35 of the last 50 of games, which I'm not saying they will, let's not get ahead of ourselves, but uh, it would be really funny. And, uh, and it would be, uh, I mean, it would be the most obvious Jack Adams trophy of all time. Um, yeah. What a fun, fun game for the Vancouver Canucks. So let's go to the people. We're going to stay here for another about 25 minutes at about 10, 10. We're going to wrap up. We're going to jump over to Canucks after dark at 10, 15. Uh, link is in the pinned chat comment. It'll be in blue at the top of the chat. Click on that. Go hit set reminder or, or just open it in a new tab. Uh, Cause Clay and I are going to be talking the entire sort of Bruce Boudreaux, Travis Green, Jim Benning, all that stuff going down. This is by far the most people I've had in here after a game. By the way, we have over 200 people in here. Thank you guys very much for joining me. Uh, I'm sorry that I'm sick. I wish I was running at 100% here. Um, but I mean, it's a clear indication that this is what the people wanted, right? This Canucks fan base, for as negative as we can be, we're not that hard to please, right? We j Just give us what we want, <laughs> which was a new coach and a new GM, and we'll be happy. Give us some wins. We'll be happy. And guess what? You guys are responding, uh, and we love to see it. So hopefully this is a, a good trend. Now... With this being the most people we've ever had in here, there's going to be way too many chat messages for me to read all of them. So get them in right now because I'm going to go as far as I can until about 1010 and then we're going to we're going to wrap up. So if you don't get your chat message in really quick, uh, if you have any questions or any comments or anything you want to say about the game, now is your time. I'm going to take a sip of water and let you do that. And while I take another sip of water, make sure you hit the like button. Okay. Oh, here we go. Oh, um, let's see. Murray with the first one. How nice is it to have a functional penalty kill? And again, I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. It's one game. They killed two penalties, but it was a night and day visual, right? They were so much more aggressive. They were chasing the puck down. They weren't really doing that 1-1-2 that we've seen them do so much. They were more of a box and an aggressive box. We... I saw Mott overcommit a little bit sometimes, like going down low to make a hit, which I didn't love. Um, but overall, uh, it looked so much better. And it has the potential to at least be like a 70% penalty kill, which would be an upgrade, right? Um, let's see. Um, Manuel saying, I feel empty without being able to complain about green. Hey, we can have fun now. We can just enjoy the game. We can enjoy the ride because at this point, they're not expected to make the playoffs. But there's nothing really left for us to complain about, right? We can't complain about the GM. We can't complain about the coach because that's all that's been changed already. So now we can just have fun. We can believe. We can ride the wave. We can hope for the best. And uh, and we can just watch some Canucks hockey for the rest of the year and, and hope they get some wins uh, and at least make it interesting. If A big win for this season would be if they just at least made it interesting. If in February we were still watching these games with that glimmer of hope, um, that would be nice, but you know, who knows? It could be too little too late. It probably is, but at the very least, hopefully we can get, um, some hope. Uh, Niels Hoaglander saying, I don't care about playoffs. I'm just glad we're playing good hockey. Yeah. 
And that's fair, right? That, Like I said, that expectation's gone. Let's at least have some fun hockey games. If the Canucks are losing every game, like... Or, or the Canucks, if every Canucks game is like 5-4 at this point, instead of being like 2-1 to one losses, uh, sign me up. At least let's have some fun. Uh, Dimitri saying how they play tonight is exactly why they need to make a change earlier. I agree. This is exactly how they should have been playing from season start. Playoffs actually seem possible somehow. Yeah, and I don't, again, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves with it being one game, but uh, I feel like everyone said the right things today. Everyone showed the right things today. Uh, and, it, and I mean... If anyone's going to do it, it's Bruce Boudreaux, right? If anyone's got that proven track record, he's done it once. He's one for one on turning around a season when he did that with Washington. Um, and I think he said, uh, he mentioned his uh, his Anaheim, his Anaheim gig, he joined the team. And they after like 10 days, they went on a 22-win run. They won like 22 out of 25 games or something. I mean, I'll sign me up for that, right? If this team goes on like some 12-game winning streaks, I'd love that. Uh, again, not saying it will happen, uh, but it would be very nice. Uh, lots of people sort of on the same wave, like here, Lauren saying the same thing. Don't care where we're on the standings. Just so happy the team is fun again. Uh, Kai saying great win. I wonder if it was Bo or Petey or maybe both who asked Boudreaux about playing on the PK. Yeah. And that was something that was fun that, that Boudreaux mentioned sort of a peek behind the curtain saying that, yeah, he had someone come up to him before the game and say, Hey, can I play penalty kill? And he said, yes, but if you suck, then I'm, then don't ask me again. Uh, we don't know who it was, but we saw. Horvat, Pedersen, and Pod Colson all getting penalty kill time. Guys who don't normally get penalty killing time. Um, it could have been any one of those three. Uh, Pedersen seems like he might have been the one based on how aggressive he was and how much it looked like he was really determined out there on the penalty kill. Uh, so that's definitely something to keep in mind. Uh, Jeremy saying, one thing I noticed tonight was the Canucks finishing checks in the defensive end, which was adding to more takeaways. And I do agree with that. Uh, I mean, I don't know if they track takeaway. They do track takeaways. Um, but the Canucks had two, three, four, five takeaways. So not a ton. Um, but it definitely seemed to have helped. Uh, they did seem to be more aggressive, like, like you said, finishing checks. Uh, and it, it definitely seemed to make a difference in this one. Uh, Sam was saying, what a great feeling watching the team play tonight. It's really missed for sure. By the way, did anyone feel like LA intentionally took their foot off the pedal in the last 10 seconds to give us the shutout? Um, yeah, maybe, uh, I, I did notice that. And I, part of it's kind of a respect thing and you got to think, you know, I'm sure LA sees it as like they have a new coach and, but it's also like there's 10 seconds left. Like what's the point in trying to go on one last, ru last Russian score? Um, I can kind of see it from both sides. Uh, it didn't really bother me. I'll take it. Um, I, I had already written shutout in my notes and I was nervous that I had already written it down, but it was okay. Cause I didn't try to score. Uh, Billy saying, looks like Bruce brought in a much needed culture change. I know it's early, but a good sign to start. Yeah. And it also speaks to the fact that, I mean, we heard from, from some of the people who like some of the press saying that, uh, it seemed like everyone was sort of smiling during morning skate and people seemed happy and upbeat and I mean, it's kind of, it seems hard not to cause, cause Boudreaux seems like the kind of guy who's just fun to be around. Uh, and that's what we got from his, uh, from his press conference today. So I, I definitely agree with that. Um, but again, it is early, but if, if it's, you know, if it gets everyone playing a little bit more loose, having a little bit more fun, uh, I think it can only help. Uh, Sonny's saying it's not even the fact that they won. The boys just played so well, looked inspired. Yeah. And again, uh, sure they won, but it wasn't, you know, the fact that they won, right? We've seen the Canucks lose games like this, but they just looked so much more engaged. 
Uh, Quattro saying, great to see the coaches let the team play. None of Green's throwing lines into a blender every single game. Uh, this is probably the best Canucks game this year. Yeah, it's definitely up there. Uh, it's definitely up there as as the game of the year. I think that 6-3 game over Dallas was, was pretty good. Uh, the game against the Rangers, the 3-2 OT win was pretty good. But this one felt like a true breath of fresh air. And I think that's a term you're going to be hearing a lot uh, over the next little while is just a breath of fresh air. Because uh, that's what it feels like, right? It, it, we we have a whole new regime. We have a new coach. Uh, we have players who look more engaged. Uh, everything just feels new. And that is nice when we were starting to get as apathetic as we were uh, at this point in the season. The Bruce, there it is, chance. That's what I thought it was, but I couldn't really hear it as well through the TV. Uh, but yeah. Uh, Kai saying this is easily most one of the most complete games of the season. Was really compre- uh, impressed with the play of Dickinson, Paul Colson, Pearson, Besser, Lamigo, Bo, Besser, and Petey. Shoot more, please. Yeah, and I, I think I agree here. I, I don't think Pedersen, again, obviously one game he's not going to turn around, sure. Um, but he did look a little bit more engaged. And yeah, he does just need to shoot the puck more. Um, and I think, you know, I'm kind of sad he missed the net on that penalty shot because I think that might have a bit of a regressive factor in the confidence side. But He's just got to get one. He needs one rocket, and I think he'll be back. Uh, Terry saying Dickinson was finally prominent. Yeah, I noticed that. Uh, D- this was Dickinson's best game in a Canucks uniform, and it's not that close. He looked like he was going harder, battling harder, all of the above. Um. Uh, Mark is saying uh, that I said I don't get a lot to complain about here. It's If that's above the standard for Canucks fans, shows how big of a hole we dug. Yeah. And I mean, you know, sure, a f- one 4 nothing win isn't going to change a lot. But man, it feels like a whole different vibe, uh, which is uh, which is really nice. Um, let's see here. Uh, Lauren's saying, don't think anyone was purposely tanking, but motivation was certainly lacking. I'm excited to see where we go from here, especially after winning in the way we just did. Yeah, this feels like the kind of win that can motivate a group um, in a different way from the wins over Montreal and the 6-2 win against Ottawa. Those didn't feel like big changes, right? They felt like good Canucks wins, but they still felt like the same team. Uh, this feels different. It genuinely feels different. And I will probably eat those words, you know, two weeks from now, they might be losing games again, but you know, who knows? They might not be. And, uh, and we can hope they aren't and, uh, we can have a, a fun ride. That is for sure. Uh, alter H saying Canucks looked motivated and aggressive. PK actually looked good by pressing the offense and the power play actually moved the puck. Amazing. Yeah, that is a, um, that is a good, a good summary of this one for sure. By the way, we're 14 subscribers away from 3,000, so if you aren't subscribed yet, um, I would love it if you did that, because I want to hit 3K. Uh, so so maybe check to see if that subscribe button is red, and then uh, hit it. That would be cool. All right, let's keep going. Um, Billy saying, tip for playing Boston, get physical with them. Yeah, and I mean, with what we saw tonight, that could be the, the route they go, because um, they definitely haven't gone that route a lot. Uh, and it, it's a route that Boston takes, right? We saw it the other night, uh, last week when the Canucks played against Boston and Boston was the more physical team. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, I think that'll be a good game plan. And I, and I'm, I'm just kind of trusting at this point of what, uh, of whatever Bruce wants to do, give Bruce the key to the city, build him a statue at this point. Let's go plan the parade. Um, 
Foxy Gaming saying it did not feel, it honestly didn't even seem like there was a penalty kill during this game. Felt like the Canucks were just dominating when they're so used to letting them in. Yeah, I want to know the, the shot counts on the power play. Um, I don't have it in front of me. I don't know how to check that easily. Um, but it did definitely feel uh, like, I like I thought, I feel like chances were even on both sides when LA was on the power play. Uh, RP88 saying what was the best change in terms of systems you saw tonight? I don't know if systems entirely. I think the PK being more of a box than a 1-1-2, one, one, I liked but more so just aggressiveness, which isn't really a system, but it's more, I guess it kind of is, right? You can play a pretty conservative system where you're just like focused on like passing lanes, shooting lanes and, and things like that. And trying to make these stretch passes out to center, which we've seen a lot and, and cycling pucks back to the point a lot for the Canucks. It, it felt like they were just more aggressive and more willing to take whatever ice was given to them. Um, which is kind of a mentality thing, kind of a systems thing. Um, but I, I think that was the biggest uh, the biggest thing that most people would have noticed tonight. Oh, Brian saying the team played with heart. I feel happy for the guys. I do too. And, and I mean, you got to think in that locker room how tough that is, right? Going through, you know, this sort of losing skid uh, and just having a night where you can go have fun. Um, I, I wonder if um, I wonder if the Canucks are going to post <clears throat> like Bruce's uh, Bruce's um, post game speech. Or did they do it? They, I think they did uh, eight minutes ago. I don't know if I can, uh, I kind of want to, or is this a speech or is it just, no, it's just all the guys come back in the room. Um, I wanted to see like Bruce's like post game speech or something. Cause that seems like a lot of fun. Uh, but yeah, I definitely just, yeah, I'm just happy. Oh, uh, Jake saying was Miller's shot really 97. That's what a uh, shorty said on the broadcast. He has the he gets the the analytics or the stats pop up right as they happen. Uh, it's the Sportsnet perks. So yeah, he said it was ninety seven right away. Um, D train saying it was smart to make these changes yesterday to give the players to digest the news of all of it. I think they were trying to do it today. I don't think they were trying to do it yesterday. From all everything we heard, they wanted to make the changes yesterday, then announce them today. Uh, but they got leaked um, by Elliot Friedman getting the Boudreaux news. So. Um, Either way, though, it worked out. <clears throat> Lauren saying, thoughts on the epic Tucker Pullman shift as well as game in general? I didn't really notice Pullman, honestly, that much. Uh, I thought he was okay, uh, but I didn't notice him, which might be a good thing for, for Tucker Pullman. Uh, Sion saying, thoughts on AV. Uh, Lane Vigneault got fired as well, but the Flyers lost today. They got they, The game was like 7-5, I think. Um, yeah, I think I think every fan base has had the same conclusion about av that he's a he's a good coach that can't get it done um and and i think that's just where he's going to keep ending up um esmond's saying do you think the canucks will make any trades anytime soon i don't think they're going to do anything until unless like some really good offer presents itself uh we heard from stan smeal today by the way excellent excellent media availability from stan smeal i loved everything he said um but he sort of he sort of said like look if an if an opportunity that's too good to pass up presents itself we'll take it otherwise you know I think they're gonna kind of just roll with what they've got uh, I don't think we're gonna have any trades until maybe the deadline uh, in that case um, what else we got here um, Alan Vung saying it didn't seem like the Canucks played tonight it was like watching a different team I, that's so fair. It entirely looked like an entirely different group of people. If you had looked at, if you had like erased all of the names and numbers off the jerseys and said, okay, and you put like one video of, of the Canucks from Saturday up and one video of the Canucks from tonight up, 
and you were like, are these the same team? You would say, no, there's no shot. These are the same team. Uh, they did look entirely, entirely different. Um, JJ saying that the Kings got Boudreaux tonight. <laughs> Love it. Uh, Paul saying odd topic. Will be, will you be doing a live for three K? Maybe, maybe I do a lot of live streams nowadays. Um, but I mean, I'm sure we could, and we did hit three K. So thank you guys very much. Uh, my video yesterday kind of popped off, uh, which got a lot of people in the door and now we're up to three K. So thank you guys very much for that. We might do, uh, maybe, maybe later in the week. Do the Canucks have a break? Canucks don't really have a break for a while. They're kind of playing every other day, but we might do something. Uh, so stay tuned for that. Um, Rod saying we can still complain about green. Uh, why though? Do we don't need to, he's gone there. there we, there's no need. We, we can move on. You know, we don't need to look back at our exes. We can, we can look forward to the future, the bright green future, uh, green. I said green future. I meant like green is in like the grass is greener, not like Travis green. <laughs> Whoops. Um, Hope saying, well, seeing the play tonight convinces me it was an overall front end issue that was weighing heavily on the players. Yeah. And I, I think again, it really feels that way. And again, I'm a little scared to be all in. I'm like, all right, everything's fixed. It was the coaching. The coaching was the problem. Everything's, everything's fine. A ah, new GM will come in. Everything's better. I it's one game, right? I don't want to, I don't want to be too ahead of ourselves, but it's, uh, it's definitely, um, uh, it definitely just feels different. And if everything goes to hell in the next couple of weeks, at least we had tonight. At least we had this fun couple of days. Um, and that's worst case scenario. Uh, but for right now, let's live it up. Let's have a good time. Uh, Nick saying, so happy for Demco. Deserves a shout out. Absolutely. Uh, Lauren saying, all the guys look genuinely happy. The fans giving them that energy and they're giving it back. It's incredible. Uh, yeah, it, energy is so important. And it's a team that, that has looked like they've lacked identity and energy. Um, so it's big that they've got that going. Um, Jay's saying that they're, they're going to win the next three, which is three tough teams, Boston, Winnipeg, Carolina. If the Canucks win the next three games, I'm all in. I highly doubt they're going to win the next three. Uh, I think they'll pull one off, maybe two. Again, I don't want to get too ahead of ourselves. These are, these are some really good teams they are coming up against, but, um, and again, Bruce Boudreaux was talking about how his systems are going to take some time to implement, right? They're going to have a practice tomorrow. They'll probably have a practice on Thursday. They might have an off day, like in there somewhere too. So, you know, it takes some time to build these systems in and, you know, you're trying to teach people a bunch of new stuff in the middle of playing games. Um, but Hey, I, I mean, it looks like we might be on an uptick. Uh, fangirl saying to feel better soon. Thank you very much. I, uh, I am going to sleep well tonight. Um, Rod saying, I like that Bruce's first order of business was Dowling out and Burroughs out. Clearly those guys don't belong in the NHL. I've honestly been okay with both of them. I think they've been a little bit of a, of a downtrend lately. I think they started the season a lot better than they have been lately. Um, but I think that's fair. Um, uh, Katie saying, I like that Bruce said that small players can still pack a punch and be aggressive. Yeah. And that's what I've, I've tried to say too. Um, you know, lots of people, have come in here in the past and be like, ah, the problem is the team's too small. And it's like, well, there's lots of small players in the NHL that play above their size, right? Connor Garland plays like one of the biggest players on the team. And he's like five foot eight, uh, but he plays like he's bigger. Um, and, and I think it's more mentality than everything, uh, than anything. Uh, Lauren saying, is it too much to say that every Canucks player looked better than usual? 
I mean, if I look at the list of, of players, I, I struggle to pick out anyone who I think played worse than normal tonight. Uh, so yeah, I think that might be fair, to be honest. Uh, JC saying best defense is to never play defense, just attack, attack, attack. That is risky, uh, but hey, if uh, if you got a good enough offense for it, it definitely can work. Uh, Reaction Club saying Bruce seems like a person who can lighten the mood with his humor in tough times. At least it was the vibe I got from the conference. Yeah, and I mean, I saw the clip of him going to a Hagen Dawes in a mall. Excuse me, a Hagen Dawes in a mall at ten in the morning and being mad that they wouldn't serve him ice cream at ten a.m. And it just, it, it lightened my day. I was like, yeah, this is a, this is a guy I can get behind. I, I, we are the same person, uh, which I thought was great. Um, RP88 saying any specific play that really stuck out to me? Um, not particularly. I, I mean, I'm just thinking the one that sort of keeps replaying in my head is on the penalty kill when, um, LA entered the zone and immediately went and hit somebody, uh, which I thought was was a really good thing. Like just the aggressiveness was showing, uh, which I really liked. So that's, I guess that's one that kind of sticks out. Um, lots of people, let's see here. Um, RP saying, what was your favorite thing? Bruce Boudreaux said at his press conference. Um, I think it was just his jokes. I, I, I just, I, I think it was when he got up to leave the press conference and he, and he swore getting out of his chair because I guess he was hurting and I respected that. Uh, I, I don't really remember most of the press conference because I was half asleep during it, to be very honest. But I did take notes, uh, which I will use during Canucks After Dark. By the way, Canucks After Dark, live at 10.15 in 10 minutes. We're going to jump over in about five. Uh, link is in the pinned comment uh, at the top of your chat. So make sure you come join me over there because we're going to wrap up here in a couple of minutes. Oh, um, let's see here. Uh, JJ saying, it sounds like Aquilini made the moves to let Travis Green and Jim Benning go. So here's a question. If Benning had fired Travis Green and replaced him with Bruce Boudreaux, would that have changed JB's fate? Maybe. If, if things, I don't think the vibes would be the same. I don't think we'd all be feeling this like overwhelming sense of fresh air, right? This whole thing of change. Uh, I think the biggest thing for me was the press conferences today was hearing Francesco and Stan Smeal talk. Francesco's a pretty good speaker. I don't know why he doesn't talk more. Um, cause I honestly thought he did a pretty good job today. Um, and, and I think Stan Smeal is seemed very calculated and, and very, uh, and very put together in his responses as well. Um, so I don't think it would have, um, and I'll take a couple more. We'll see what we've got here. It'll take a couple big ones. Uh, the elder saying I'm still in the game. It's busy. <laughs> um, Kevin saying if they win the next three games, it's six out of seven and they're on the redemption heater. I don't think we should be getting that far ahead of ourselves. Uh, but Hey, I respect it. Uh, just checking to see if clay is texting me. He has not. So I think we're probably still good. Um, uh, let's see. Brad saying, uh, that was only Demko's second shutout. Oof. Hurts playing for the Canucks sometimes. Yeah. He had, I think he had one or two in the playoffs too. Um, but yeah, he's always, he's always gotten a bit unlucky. Uh, shout out person G, uh, with the $10 super chat. I really appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, saying Brucey promised the boys ice cream if they won tonight. I hope he did. Uh, cause they would deserve it. Uh, get that catered, bring it down. I know Rogers arena. They have those little like helmets that you can get your ice cream in. Uh, so hopefully they got some of those. Um, 
Last question we're going to take. Niels Hoagler saying, who's the ideal choice for GM? Please don't be Bergevin. It's not Bergevin. I, I am very against that. Um, there's a lot of good AGM options out there. Uh, guys like Chris McFarland uh, in Colorado. Uh, George McPhee's been floated around, although that doesn't really make sense to me. And I was listening to Friedman talk about it this morning, and he was saying, uh, well, why would he do that? Because he might win a Stanley Cup in Vegas this year as their, as their president. Um, there's a lot of names. Uh, I think they just need to take their time and, uh, you know, that's, uh, that's, that's all I'm going to say. I, I don't have, I haven't done much scouting, uh, so I'm not entirely sure. Um, and with that, we're going to wrap up here in a second, but if you guys, there's 280 of you in here, which is awesome. If some of you guys come over to Canucks after dark, uh, the link is in the top here in the pinned comment. I'm going to see if I can copy it. And then I'm going to see if I can spam it into the chat here uh, because I want you guys to come over uh, and join us uh, for Canucks After Dark. We're going to go for about an hour tonight from 10.15 to 11.15. We're going to talk about Green, Boudreaux, Benning, all of the above, all of that stuff. Shout out to our members. Um, as always, uh, our backstage members, let me find them on the list here. Uh, Shannon, Terry, Kurt, you guys are great. Thank you very much for being part of the crew. If you guys want to join, there is a join button down below. But if you're subscribed and you're watching, then I am happy. All right. I will see you on the other side on Canucks After Dark uh, in about five minutes. Uh, and if you don't join me, have a good night and we will see you uh, next time.